Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Hello and welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in gorgeous, stunning, oh my gosh, is it going to be hot today, Seattle? Uh, close. close. Uh, I think tomorrow will be a little bit Ooh. warmer, but 90, I think is what we're going to say. Wow. I think that's just perfect for us. I mean, summer is officially here. We're going to stop <laughs> saying it. I know it was late to the party. It's all good. I think we had, well, I personally think we had kind of an early, because we had a beautiful spring that was really hot. We did. And it was a little yeah. mild, though, before the hot, we had one week of really hot temperatures, and we're like, oh gosh, it's going to be like this all, and it, it went away. <laughs> it went away, and yeah. And it came back. So. Right. We always talk about the weather here at the beginning okay. of the show because I really want people to get in their bodies and to be as present as possible. And one of the best ways to do that is kind of look around your own area. What is the temperature? What's What time of day is it? Even on yourself. It, exactly. What's your temperature? What's your temperature? <laughs> right. So this is one way that we get everyone to kind of stop all the looping of the brain, which is going to be a big topic of our talk today. Get out of all that looping. All you know, How much CNN did you watch today? You know, How much news have you been listening to? How many things you've been thinking about that are about your past or your future? And most of the time when human beings are thinking, analyzing, processing, processing and all of those things, it is negative. It's not positive. It's very very negative. The famous adage, what if it bleeds, it leads. <laughs> yeah, We're not about go. that. We don't right. like that. So uh, we talk a lot on the show about relooping the brain mm-hmm. and learning to fall in love with yourself and thinking positively and putting you know positive energy into everything that you are manifesting because you're manifesting all the time. Anyway, whether we realize it or not, everything that's happening in our lives, we are attracting it, creating it, we're participating in it. And and. True, there are things that come into our lives that are there for an opportunity for us to shift our thinking. So, you know, it's not if if challenging things are happening in your life, I don't want you to think that you were never supposed to have those experiences. I think how we deal with them, how we work through them, how we think of them as opportunities versus disasters or something horrific. um, That is a part of the human condition, learning how to balance the mind and let it be a tool of positive reinforcement in our life. And so today, um, I get to interview someone who thinks exactly like that and, and probably in all kinds of unique and interesting details. Um, and as you know, one of the lovely things I get to do on the show is I get to interview people who I believe are on the leading edge of thought. And so today we're interviewing Aura Nadrich. And I know I may pronounce uh, your name incorrectly, Aura, as we um, talk on the show, but that's okay. We'll, we'll just get through it anyway. Aura is a certified life coach and mindfulness meditation teacher. She's a frequent blogger of the Huffington Post on mindfulness and leads workshops on living a mindful life. Aura was an actress and screenwriter where she worked in film and television and commercials for more than a, for more than two decades, which she feels provided her with vast experiences in exploring motivation and the process of self-discovery. During that time, she also embarked on a two-decade psychological and spiritual journey towards self-awareness and transformation. Welcome to the show, Aura. Hi, Marie. Thank you for having me. Sure. So do you live in L.A.? I do. I heard you talking about the weather, and I was sitting here <laughs> thinking, okay, you know, us Los Angelinos, we always boast about our weather. 
Right, it's yes. Is it beautiful. Ha- it's gorgeous, right? Just yes, it is. Over there. Yes. But the it's water. changing, but it's changing. I can feel that little shift happening. Oh, you mean the moving into fall? Uh, yeah. Yes. But, but our weather is such that we can get, you know, glimpses of fall and go, oh, time to start to, you know, think about... <laughs> Think about possibly wearing a coat, you know, and then all of a sudden it'll be like a heat wave again. Right. I bet. (laughs) I know. I like to garden kind of late into the evening and... I, I was able to the last two evenings, but a couple evenings ago, it got really cold. I had to change my wardrobe in order to actually be outside and yeah. enjoy it. So it's, it's creeping on us, but it's still lovely. We're just all lucky to live, you know, in this part of the world on the West Coast. It's just we a so place. are. You know, yes. we really are. We have to remind ourselves, especially when the rest of the country, you know, has been dealing with such difficulties. So, yes, we are blessed. Of course, yes. So you um, started your career in acting, I did. Wow. I did. I started um, as an actress, as uh-huh. you mentioned, and and pretty much started straight out of um, high school and then into college. And I just began my career even sooner than I than I had anticipated. I, I went into doing commercials and episodic TV, and it was uh, a very exciting time. But it was also difficult, which ties into says who. No, which um, is the title of your book, which yes. I, I failed to mention that you wrote a beautiful book. It's called Says Who? How One Simple Question Can Change the Way You Think Forever. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. I like that emphasis. Yes. <laughs> it is true. It does change the way you think. You know, I could have said, and changes the way you think for sure. <laughs> no, I like forever. <laughs> I could have tagged on a lot of things to that, but boy, it does. It yeah. definitely changes the way you think from negative too positive and life affirming. And so you had early on in your childhood, you had some events that were, you know, that where you had some moments where there was some negative thinking because your sister who was she older than you? She was. She's my older sister. And yes, um, an event incident took place when I was almost 15. And she had a severe nervous breakdown. And it was just devastating and very traumatic for me. Um, for all of us, really, mm-hmm. but I was the youngest of four, and young, you know, it just was pure trauma, and it was just, it just shook my world so severely, and that was really the beginnings of Says Who, even though, of course, it wasn't didn't formed. Know, right? Yeah, I didn't know <laughs> that was that was the beginning of it, but it was. And and her illnesses were quite severe. She needed to go to multiple therapists, and there were talks about schizophrenia and all kinds of yeah, you know, she disorders. Was, yeah, she just went into a precipitous decline um, into mental illness, and it was just tragic. I mean, she was this absolutely beautiful, highly spirited, very special young woman, and um, it just was profoundly tragic what had happened to her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it affected me. And the whole family. The whole family. We all were, you know, for anybody that understands um, mental illness or anything that really impacts the family. You know, I've coached a lot of people with their own deep suffering stories that happened in their own family. So. I think we can all relate to, you know, maybe not everybody has had that firsthand experience, but, you know, when I started to go deeper into coaching people, I would see that there was this commonality of, you know, events that have happened in their lives, which really impacted, you know, speaking about says who, impacted Mm -hmm. their thinking. 
Mm, yes. And so you had this, you know, very interesting experience. The whole family did. And of course, your sister. Um, I mean, the whole family kind of went off the off track, actually. I think that most people, at least in our country, we're not really prepared for mental illness. We don't really know how to handle it or take care of it. We're not coached on it. Absolutely. And, and people are afraid. So sometimes friends kind of disassociate or disconnect from us. And so it's yes, very trying. really interesting hearing you say that because I still, you know, it still comes up a lot in conversation. And you know, I even talk about back then, that was a long time ago, you know, and I didn't see anything like that. You know, back then, things weren't talked about as readily in that today we're living at a time where wellness is mm-hmm. much more the focus. Mm-hmm. And how do we take care of ourselves and how do we heal and how do we repair mind, body, and spirit? So when I had that experience, no, I was not familiar with it at all. And it was very hard to talk about. Okay. So it, it remained private for quite some time. As a matter of fact, writing the book was a huge step for me, wow. you know, to talk about a personal family story. Mm-hmm. And I felt very compelled to do so because I wanted to share my journey, my process of going through a deep transformation myself from a very negative fear-based state into transcending that into something positive and life-affirming. Right. So, and I appreciate you for doing that because people can relate to those personal stories, even if they haven't had that exact scenario. We've all had fear and confusion in our lives, right? Different times more than once. Right. Exactly. So to be able to understand that you have had your own personal experiences that have helped you um, to understand what the human condition is. And, right. Right. And, and Oh, I'm so sorry. Go ahead. No, it's true. And, and like I said, you know, yes, many people can relate to a family tragedy or something that gripped them as, you know, in their childhood that was very unfortunate, that it, again impacted their lives in a very deep way. But it's also, you know, I wrote a book that's about the thinking process. I know. I love that. I, oh, thank you. You're welcome. So years later, you're an actress and you're, and, and you were even in a movie too. Actually, I was, well. I was, I embarked on my acting career and it was, uh, you know, very exciting. I, I started young and, but where it says who ties into it is that because of what had happened with my sister, I went into deep fight or flight, and um, when we go into a fear state, we tell ourselves all sorts of things. It's like the, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm not going to be okay. Oh, my God, I'm going to die. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And that's what happened to me, and what happened to my sister so terrified me that what rushed to the foreground of my mind was, oh, my God, this is going to happen to me. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's very interesting. And, and you're so right about the looping. As soon as our buttons get pushed, and, yeah. right, something has happened that's not even the same thing, but it's somehow the similar feelings are evoked. Yeah, so I embarked on this journey of, of, of acting, which was, which was wonderful and exciting, but I had this low-grade fear and anxiety that would follow me around, and I didn't know what it was about. So that is part of my acting journey, which is really, you know, again, so tied into says who. Right. Well, it is a competitive industry. So, I mean, I can see where there would be some, you know, potential fearful thinking going on. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you get triggered by, you know, you're out in the world, you're doing what you're doing, you've got your job, you've got your relationships, and you don't know what's buried in there until you get triggered. Exactly. And people don't have to have 
a profession that's highly competitive like acting, right. you know, it doesn't have to be that kind of a scenario. It, we, people can be f- in fear of their livelihood or their relationships or their health. You know, it, and it, of course, it doesn't have. It can be can seem fairly benign, but yeah, in yeah. in reality, the fear is so, uh, so so traumatizing that they get frozen and they don't know what to do. Right. I mean, we all have fear to varying degrees, you know, and that it's what we do with it, and it's you know how, how it affects the quality of our life that's so important. <clears throat> Excuse me, so that it doesn't take you over, and it doesn't. Um, you know, not allow for you to really live your life in a productive way, do you know? And happy, and happiness. So after a while, you retired from acting, and then you devoted your time to studying and exploring the mind. Yes, I did. That really took me on that journey. I I went on a deep psycho-spiritual journey for many, many years. I was wanting to ha- to get answers. I wanted to understand the workings of the mind. I wanted to understand what makes us tick. You know, why do we think what we think, and why do we behave the way we behave? And I saw through my own study and all the different modalities that I learned was that it's all connected. Clearly, it's, you know, mind creates, belief creates you know, behavior creates reality. There's, you know, you start to connect the dots. And I wanted to. I wanted to understand um, my thinking mind better because I had a sister whose mind was so affected. And that took me on an extraordinary journey. And it was quite something. (laughs) (laughs) So, and so in doing that, you've, you know, written a book, um, Says Who?, which is a simple question that we can ask ourselves to change the way we think. And, yeah. And so could you explain that process a little bit, if you don't mind? Sure. Well, so fast forward to when I became a certified life coach, I uh, began to see clients, and I, with some of them I would see a, a, something which seemed like a pattern to me in that um, they would be on this sort of positive upward mobile trajectory, but then suddenly this negative thought would blurt out of them. Mm-hmm. And it was, it seemed very fear-based. So I had one client in particular, just to give you, you know, kind of the backstory right. of how, you know, says who, because people might think, well, where did, where does that come right. from? Right. Yeah. I remember reading this in the book. It's great. Yeah, yeah. So I was with one client in particular and she was, you know, she came to me and she wanted to talk about her new business that she was starting. Very creative person. And uh, midway through her talking about her new business, she blurted out to me, I'm afraid I'm going to be homeless and penniless. (laughs) And I mean, I know you're you're laughing. It's like, I literally listened to this and I thought, whoa, wow, that is so, like, where did that come from? And, And what it was, was it was a deep fear thought in her. And my intuition just told me in that moment, I I could have been wrong, but I thought, "Mm, I don't think that thought originated with her. I think that she heard that somewhere along the way. So what came up for me in that moment, I took a risk because it just like blurted out of my mouth like a neon sign that was in my head. I said, says who? Mm -hmm. Who said you're going to be homeless and penniless? And what happened with that is that she had this huge breakthrough, huge epiphany that what she realized is that that was a thought that her father used to say all the time when she was growing up because they had had been financially compromised so many times through his business of failures and starting businesses and, you know, them failing, et cetera. So she had carried that thought into her adulthood. So 
I knew I was on to something with that question. Says who? Right. Who is saying that thought in your mind and why? Right. And that was when I knew she had a remarkable breakthrough because of that. And I, and I felt very certain and compelled that this method could be written as a book and it could help people. Yeah, I, I, I really think, you know, I was a little skeptic at first, I must admit, because I, I love moving into, I love myself, I love myself, I love myself, and my brain starts to go into, you know, interesting caves, as you as we might call them. Mm, and, I like that. Yeah, and it, and it works. The majority of the time, you know, it does take a little while, a few moments maybe, and then I start to recalibrate my energy and my vibration shifts, which is really what we're talking about is vibration, because when yeah. someone's thinking, oh my God, I'm going to be penniless on living on the street, Right then, they're lowering their frequency. They're yes, towards definitely. poverty, which yes. then they're attracting, you know, problems. It doesn't mean they're going to be impoverished, but they're going to attract problems and and slow down the process of the growth of their wonderful business and, right. and their joy. They're going right. to create more little, you know, hiccups in their life that are unnecessary. Um, but I did try says who, and it actually really works. I mean, I know you already know this, but um, it yes. seems so simple. <laughs> it, is it really, so simple. my brain goes, oh, my, my brain literally stops and, and it actually heightens my frequency. My, my vibration goes up and it, because it's, it's like, I'm questioning it, but not in a, like, who says that? Not in a mean way, <laughs> right? but more of a, well, who says, you know, yes. says who? Yes. And then my brain goes, oh, well, and then what happens for me in, in the short amount of time that I've been trying this, but it really works, is that all of a sudden different ideas start to come into my awareness. Like mm. it, there's, there's not this limited thing of whatever I was thinking about. It literally stops. My my mind stops. And then all these other potentialities come through. Or sometimes I just relax and move into bliss and kind of laugh. It oh, creates I love this that. wonderful joy. That is so great, Maria. I love that description. Because, yeah, I mean, first of all, it is so simple. And, you know, for anybody who's skeptical of like, well, how could something so simple work? Right. That is a method. I I talk about a lot of other things in the book so that we can understand our thinking process better and how to be the observer of a negative thought when it comes up and then to really apply these questions, which stops the negative thought in its track. So really what I'm proposing is to understand that negative thoughts will come up invariably. That's part of our thinking process. I mean, we what we think uh, up to, what, 70,000 thoughts a day. That's a right. staggering amount of thoughts that are traveling in and out of our, our minds. Right. But I want people to understand that, like, you're, as I say in the book, you're the creator and master of your inner dialogue, which creates your reality. And you talk about vibrational levels. Absolutely. That vibration and that energy creates the reality. And it does create what you're attracting and what you're repelling. So I want us to be able to start that in our own thinking minds. And the questions of says who are so simple, but they're also fun. I mean, one of my favorite questions in the book is do I like this thought? (laughs) And that makes me laugh because we all know that these random negative thoughts can come out of nowhere. You know, I remember one, you know, I was telling somebody recently, I was running up my stairs one day and this total random thought just popped into my head like Velcro. <laughs> yeah. And I literally was like, I, I was like, what? What is, what was, what is that? <laughs> and so to ask yourself, like, do I like this thought? It's like, no, I don't like this thought. Right. 
So what happens through, and we're going to, of course, talk a lot about this. We'll take a break in a few moments. But what happens is through these questions that we don't usually ask ourselves, we usually just get trapped in the highway of these 70,000 mostly negative thoughts that are, you know, raving havoc in our life, so to speak, and affecting our neurological system, our adrenal glands, our anxiety, everything. Physiologically, we are reacting to these 70,000 plus mostly negative thoughts all day long. And through these very simple questions that are actually kind and just curious, which I think curiosity, uh, I've learned this a lot in my practice, curiosity is a high vibrational experience. Whenever Mm -hmm. we get curious about something like who says or do I want this thought? Do I like it? That's a curious question. Yeah. And, and the ego isn't threatened by that. The ego's mm. like, huh, well, I don't know. Well, well yeah, maybe not. You know, so that, there's not this intense, more responsive um, experience into negativity. So, yeah, this is very fun. I'm loving the conversation. We're going to take a break here on the Marine Menu Cherry Show. We are interviewing Aura Nadrich, and she is the author of Says Who? How One Simple Question Can Change the Way You Think Forever. We'll be right back. Marie Manucherry, RN and renowned energy healer, provides accessible instruction for helping you tune in to your health at a deeper level in her first book, Intuitive Self-Healing. Offering a compendium of illuminating case studies and practical self-care techniques, Marie invites you to learn more about the chakras, energetic preventative care, and tools for accessing intuition. Intuitive Self-Healing is available at Amazon.com and Energy Intuitive.com. You're going to need me. You're going to need us. All of us. You're going to need our technical skills, our math, our engineering skills. You're going to need our help with your water. Your air, your food. You're going to need our organizational skills, our problem-solving skills. You're going to need our determination, our honesty, our compassion. You're going to need the next generation of leaders to face the challenges the future will bring. And we promise we'll be there when you need us. Today, 4-H is growing the next generation of leaders. Support us at 4-H.org. Effective leadership isn't something that just happens. It takes time and effort. Misha Rouser, master coach, organizational psychologist, and successful entrepreneur, has helped thousands become more confident in their leadership and professional abilities. Gain valuable leadership tools by listening to The Misha Rouser Show Tuesdays at 9.30 a.m. on Alternative Talk 1150. That's Tuesdays at 9.30 a.m. Become a well-rounded, intelligent leader. Log on to MishaRouser.com. That's MishaRouser.com. The Misha Rouser Show, coaching you towards professional success. Broaden your horizons. You'll be amazed at all the topics we cover on Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in gorgeous, sunny Seattle. And as we always say, please come visit. 
but maybe not move here. It's a little crowded already. We don't have like a rail system. You know, we have one downtown to the airport now. Yeah, they need to move one over here to the east side a little bit. Yeah, we don't have a lot of We could start one, Marie. We could. I don't what have time. Cool? Yeah, well, I mean, we can find time. I'm just thinking. No, of a you name. can, but oh, I, right. I don't have time for that. Marie's Benny. Marie's mover. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't have time for that. Oh. Yeah, sorry. All Plus, right. it doesn't really bring me passion, right? I want to do this stuff. But if it if it impassions you, go for it. I need to spend more time people watching. So I think <laughs> oh, that would be watching? great for oh, me. Okay. Yeah. All right. That. All so right. we know what Penny wants to do. He wants to make a new rail system and start people watching. Yeah. yeah. Marie, yeah. I'll be the lead driver for Marie's mover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be in my car going across the bridge taking 90 minutes. Yeah. So that that's the interesting part about Seattle is our traffic ha- increased so much. It used to take mm-hmm. me 20 minutes from, mo- from moving from the east side of yeah. Seattle to the west side, even living in a suburban location not that close to the freeway. Now, mm, it takes me time just to get on the freeway, let alone get across the bridge. But I will say it does allow for mindfulness and mm-hmm. moments for meditation. I know you can't really meditate and drive, but moments of st- you know quieting the mind, listening to great audio tapes. So I've I don't have to do it every day like a lot of commuters in the Northwest because um, I work from home, so I'm really blessed about that. But I do drive across the bridge multiple times a week anyway, and so it just becomes this wonderful practice where you get to mm-hmm. get out of your head, rest, get into your body. Do you have a good to go pass? I do, of oh, course. Well, there you- I'm, I'm, hey, I'm just making sure. I use it every day. I use Good. it getting here this morning. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so back to the show, we are interviewing Aura Nadrich, and she's the author of Says Who? How One Simple Question Can Change the Way You Think Forever. Just a fabulous book. One of the things I love that you wrote about, I mean, there's tons of information in here, tons of questions, great ideas, ways to, to stop that negative thinking, the looping of the brain, which typically is negative thinking. And here under um, what readers can learn, you wrote, how negativity tricks us into believing we're becoming productive when we're not. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. I mean, that is so true. It is. You know, it, it does. It, it leads us to think that we've got to, you know, yes, we're natural problem solvers, but, you know, what kind of problems are we creating for ourselves that we think we have to solve? Do you know? I mean, sometimes there's genuine uh, problem solving that needs to take place. But if we're giving ourselves, uh, you know, an undue amount of unnecessary amount of problems because of our negative thinking and believe that, oh, well, you know, this is it's busy work. It's mental busy work. Yeah. And so what what does that really mean? It means that we feel we have to fill that void by you know, by creating even more negativity or allowing for more negativity. So it, it, what happens is you get on what I call in the book the hamster wheel or the yeah, buts. what I like to say, like, yeah, but, you know, blah, 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 blah. And this, right. is, this is the problem, and that's the problem, and he did this, and she said this, and right. all this stuff that we just continue on the hamster wheel of negativity with. Right, yeah. And it's so easy because that's how most people think. Even media, you know, is, is quite negative and people are online all day long researching things, either the the supplement they might want to take or what their doctor told them, and then they're going off into all these different, you know, situations rather than perhaps listening to themselves and their own body that's communicating to them all day long and telling them exactly what they need. Yeah, and plus yes, we are of course bombarded daily. I mean, we are assaulted and bombarded and our senses are just like like rapid-fire succession. And so not only are we bombarded with so much negativity outside of ourselves, but we not only allow that to penetrate us, but I feel more importantly we have to start with what is already rumbling inside us. Do you know, yes, it can be influenced by outside things that are, again, bombarding us, but 
ultimately we're the ones that are navigating that and sorting it out within ourselves. So we need some type of a practice, a discipline to sort these things out, So to sort these negative thoughts out. Right. And so one of the ways you do that is to just simply ask that question, says who? Yes, says who, which is the very beginning question to ask yourself, says who? Do you know whether you're watching TV and being bombarded with a bunch of negativity or you're saying something to yourself like, I'm not good enough, I'm this, I'm that, it is the beginning question, says who? Who is saying this thought in my mind? Mm. And in some instances with your clients, you've recognized, and they have too, that it's really probably someone from their past. It. Yeah, I mean, right that they heard definitely, which is again going back to the client of mine that really sparked that immediate says who question to her, and in her case, she had been walking around for years with a thought that did not belong to her. It originated with her father. That was her father's fear that she took on as her own. So you know, a lot of those thoughts, a lot of those negative thoughts, and those fears. We absorbed way long ago from somebody else. It could be a family member, a teacher, an authority figure. I mean, I feel that a lot of that starts in childhood, and we carry it into adulthood. Mm-hmm. Right, we do. That's absolutely right. You have some other questions that are lovely, too. Um, do I like this thought, which you brought up um, before we went to the break? Uh, that's a fantastic one because that really, it's not threatening. It's just a simple question. The ego's not going to freak out about it. It's just curiosity again. It is. You know, these are very simple, straightforward, logical questions to ask yourself that I think make total sense. I mean, I've used these questions on, on people where it stops them right in their tracks. Yeah. Do you know? Because you have to then take responsibility for your thought. And also what I say in the book is have ownership over the thought, not in a beating yourself up kind of way or berating yourself, but saying, yeah, I am having this thought, which again, going back to the first question, says who, when I say ask yourself says who, it means who is saying this thought? And if it's you saying, admit to yourself, yes, I am saying this negative thought to myself. And you make that announcement to yourself. It's like a declaration of honesty Mm. so that you can begin to work with it to transform Mm. it ultimately and let it go. Mm. So yes, the do you like, do I like this thought question, which is the third question after have I heard someone say this thought before, which identifies that thought is either your own, that it did in fact originate with you, or you took on someone else's thought and believed it to be true. And Mm -hmm. now it's become your belief. Right. And then you're manifesting from that place. Exactly. Right. Which is what we don't want to do, right? No, we don't. That's why going through this, it's like a process of deducing where this thought stands in your mind and how you want to break it down. Do you know? It's just, it's so logical, so practical, so user-friendly, right. you know, and I want people to get into the habit of it, like brushing your teeth. So right. that when one of those sneaky little thoughts starts to creep into your mind, you can zap it. Right. one of these questions, you know, and you start to get so good at it that it, sometimes it could take one question and you're like, oh, there I go again. Right. Uh-huh. And, yep. and it's not, as you said, it's, it's not being unkind to yourself. You know, there's this kindness about it because you're just asking it kind of a neutral question. It's not a threatening question. Right. Like, I love this, this other one that you have. Does this thought work for me? Right. Another great very practical, logical question to ask yourself. Because really, if you're holding on to a negative thought, 
ask yourself how it's working for you. Because <laughs> a negative thought is not going to work for you positively. A positive thought will work for you positively. So unless you can come up with how a negative thought is working for you, you see, you start to really see the logic in it. Mm-hmm. Like, no, a negative thought does not work for me favorably. Right, right. So why don't we go ahead and go to the phone lines and see who we have and see how Aura and I can help this individual or shed some light into some area, perhaps. So yeah. who and do if we you'd have? Like to, yeah, if you'd like to join us, again, the number is 877-825-8828 for the Marie Manu Cherry Show. And we have Christine calling in from Southland, Missouri. Hello, Christine. Hi. Hi, Christine. I just want to tell you that I am like the hugest fan. <laughs> I binge listen to your podcast, Marie, and read your book, and I'm very excited to be talking to you. Oh, well, that's lovely. Thank you so much for calling in. And so, um, and thank you for doing all of those things. What can we do for you today? Well, um, I just happened to catch some of the, um, the topic today, and I was wondering if it related to the negative thoughts related to I'm having some pain in my lower abdomen, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering if thinking negative thoughts over my lifetime, um, and especially during stressful situations, has kind of contributed to that. Mm-hmm. If it can be anything, sure. Or do you want to add something, or you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, first of all, uh, yes. There's a connection to everything we feel to the thoughts that are attached to them. So I think with physical pain, we can easily go into a fear state with physical pain. And sometimes, you know, we have to pay, pay close attention to any physical pain we're having, you know, in, in the chance that it's something serious. But if it's something that's been with us over time and it comes up again and again, and it sounds to me like you have connected it to, if I got this right, to yes. the negative thoughts that you've had over the years. That and um, during very stressful situations or stressful times in my life. Do you feel that when you are stressed or when you go into a negative, you know, self-talk, does it, does, do you feel that it, it um, brings out that pain? That you, do you see a connection in that? Um, I'm, I guess, I don't know if it's when I talk negatively, but maybe when I'm faced with all these stressor, stressors, I go into a negative thought pattern without even realizing it. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think that's a really great way to, a great place to start. And I think that is to, you know, I, I actually have a, something called the Says Who uh, Meditation. And I uh, have people really close their eyes, uh, you know, take a couple of breaths in and out and feel uh, a thought come forward, you know, bring up a thought that mm-hmm. seems to follow them around and has caused them pain or suffering. And invariably a thought will come up. And feel where that thought might be located in your body. Maybe it is in the lower part of your stomach. Mm -hmm. And what is that thought? What is the thought that connects possibly to that particular pain? And then you do the seven questions on it. And it's really powerful because you go through each and every question, some of them which Marie and I just went through, until you get to the very last one of does this thought have control over me? Mm. And then ultimately, am I ready to let this thought go? Mm. And there's a beautiful visual exercise that I have with that um, about, you know, putting that pain into a bird that you're holding into your in the palm of your mm. hand and then oh, releasing that bird out into the heavens, out mm. to the sky, and let it, just watching it disappear. So there's things that you can do. Certainly the questions I feel really connect 
to a thought or a stressful thought that oftentimes can trigger a, a, a manifestation of pain, for sure. Mm-hmm. I believe there's a connection, powerful connections to that. Wow. And I love great image. Yeah, right. And I love the bird. I mean, because I can totally see you doing that, Christine. That'll be so much fun for you. I love birds. Right. Perfect. What a great (laughs) exercise. I love it for you. And and you know, Mm -hmm. I think sometimes where why the abdomen, at least in your case, is, you know, causing discomfort because that's where joy lives. And you Mm. like (laughs) to be happy. And so when your thoughts, you know, like everybody else's, go into that place and when we get into that critical thinking, like we got to fix this because that's kind of what happens to you, it lowers your your joy and then that could, you know, lead to um, kind of an inflammatory process in that part mm-hmm. of the body because it governs, you know, part of the intestines as well, that whole area. So, yeah, so it sounds like I love the whole bird thing. You're, you, I can see you on it. Like you're going to be doing that, going through the questions perhaps mm-hmm. um, and then putting, you know, if you're willing to let it go, which you will and I'm, I'm assuming, or people have to maybe do that multiple times, let it go. They do. It's a wonderful exercise. And it sounds like Christine's really very connected. You're very connected to you to what you're feeling. And that's so mm-hmm. great, you know, because when we're connected, mind, body, and spirit, we really feel what we are experiencing and are, you know, basically open to working with it. And it sounds mm-hmm. like you are, or else you wouldn't have made this call. Right. You know, to talk to Marie and myself. So I, I think you're a wonderful candidate for really connecting up to something, you know, higher in yourself to be able to move through this in the best way possible. Beautiful. Thank you. We wish, Sorry, can yes. I, can oh. I ask you just really quickly how many spirit guides you oh, for me? I think you have 11, which is a really great number. Um, it means that you're also good in partnership or partnership is good for you. Um, mm-hmm. is what it typically means. So it's a very fortunate number, 11 is too. It's a very lucky number. So you have 11. So okay. go ask those guys to help you. I will. Yeah, to make the, you know, all that stuff go away with the birds. Okay. <laughs> well, I will definitely try it. Thank you so You're much. You're welcome. Have a great day in Missouri. That was really fun, lovely. Um, so so when you're working with clients, because you have a, a whole workbook in here too in your book, which I, I do, love. I do. I have a whole workbook so that people can really, you know, apply this. You, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's so many methods and motivational modalities that people have, and for me personally, I, I wrote a book because I wanted I wanted people to understand how powerful they are, that they have these this ability within themselves to to transform anything. Do you know, we're that powerful. And the workbook to me is just an added bonus because you can do the method, but like anything else, you want to practice it with discipline because anything that we commit to commits to us. Right. You know, and that's when we start to see the results. And the workbook really is so that you could take a negative thought that you have and really break it down. And I have all these different questions and exercises in the workbook to help you do that Mm -hmm. so that you can really get on it, you know. Right. start to see the changes that you want. Right, right. And do you think it's always necessary to find out kind of like the original negative thought? I think it's very liberating. Okay. I think it's really um, very freeing to know the source. Mm-hmm. Do you know, and again, with non-judgment and, and love, you know, like not, like let's just say you find out that this thought that you've been carrying around for so long was a thought, like in the case of my client, her father, and, you know, it's not about being angry and hateful, like, oh, it's because of them that I think this <laughs> thought. That really is counterproductive to this process. It's identifying its origin, and that gives you more information. It helps you know how to move through this and how to process it properly to break it down, 
you know, like I said, deconstruct it so that you can build it back up in a very positive, life-affirming, constructive way so that your thoughts can start to serve your well-being. Beautiful. I love that. So we're going to take another break here on the Marine Menu Cherry Show, and we are live here in Seattle. We're interviewing Aura Nadrich. She's the author of Says Who? How One Simple Question Can Change the Way You Think Forever. We'll be right back. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music, politics, and pop culture. And you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation. Mance and Mitchell is Boomer HQ, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on 1150 AM KKNW. Your home for alternative talk in Seattle and Western Washington. Technology moves at the speed of innovation, and today, that's lightning fast. So when you get your hands on the latest tech, don't forget to do the right thing with your old devices. Recycle them. The Consumer Technology Association and its members are making recycling your old tech device as easy as purchasing new ones. Just go to greenergadgets.org, type in your zip code, and you'll instantly find the responsible recycling location closest to your home. You'll also find lots of tips to simplify your recycling, like asking the store where you buy your new TV if they'll haul away your old one. Television sets, video game consoles, smartphones, tablets, they're all recyclable. Don't let them clog up your local landfill. Just visit greenergadgets.org. You're sharp enough to get the latest tech tools into your home. Now be responsible enough to get your old devices to the recycler. That's greenergadgets.org. If you want to know how to get in touch with Marie or find out what's on her calendar, there's a variety of ways to do so. You could become Marie's friend on Facebook or even follow her on Twitter. Check out Marie's website. There's tons of new features like Chakra of the Month, a live Twitter feed, and three PDFs with extensive exercises for your chakras. You can also sign up for Marie's free quarterly newsletter and also get your questions answered in her Dear Marie column. Simply email Marie your question, and she will answer it in an upcoming edition. Marie also will be speaking and signing books. Find out if she'll be in your area on her events page at energyintuitive.com. Open your ears, open your heart, open your mind. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Hold me down hard and drown me in love. So come on, get high, loosen my lips, faith and desire, swing your hips, hold me down hard. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're interviewing Aura Nadrich. She is the author of Says Who? How One Simple Question Can Change the Way You Think Forever. And um, I love you have these seven questions. And, of course, one of them, am I in control of this thought? Um, does this thought have any kind of hold or power over you? Or are you in control of it? If not, ask yourself why you would let it have power over you, number one. And remember, you are the commander of your own thoughts, and it's not the other way around. I think this is so important for the human consciousness and for our evolutionary process. You know, somehow we, sometime after the Atlantis or uh, Lemuria time period, you know, we kind of fell for gra- from grace, if you will, mm-hmm. which 
was probably totally meant to happen. Right? It's not like <laughs> right. I think of the earth as this very contractual time space reality, and it's where we have an opportunity to go and have a different experience. Right. right? It's exactly. not bad or wrong. It just mm-hmm. it just is. So in all of this and asking these questions, you know, recognizing that we truly are commanders of our thoughts, which most people don't think that way at all. They don't even know what they're thinking. That is true. And, uh, you know, you talk about a time that was really, you know, of the light and divine and, you know, exalted. And we, I believe, come into the world like that. We don't come into the world with a negative mind. I so agree with you. I mean, you know, and we have to remember, I mean, if the (laughs) Sensu Method can help people remember who they really are, their true essence, it's not the thoughts that you think. You have those thoughts. Yes, we all do. It doesn't make you a bad person. It just, it, it helps you understand yourself better so that you can remember your true soul essence, which is that you are creating this divine reality moment by moment, and it's time to take your power back. I just think that is so gorgeous. Just that perfect reminder that, you know, we are divine beings of grace. And, and yeah. when you hang around a child, I mean, we're all attracted to children. Most people are. Yeah. I mean, as soon as you see a baby, we all smile. You know, right. it's like we have this instant memory of something that we don't even know that exactly what we're remembering. But it is of the light. It you know, is. Right? It is. And we all have it. And, you know, I also say in the book, you know, you can bog yourself down and pollute your thinking process so much with negativity. It's like clogging a drain. And I say in the book, a positive thought is just waiting in the wings to happen. Aww. It's like, let me through. I want to come in. I want to help you. I want to tell you how great you are and how beautiful you are and how divine you are if you just let me. I remember this one time, I think my daughter was like five, one of my my youngest daughter, and um we were in the home and I was with, you know, my other kids, my other two daughters, and we were talking about someone in the family that was really challenging and, and, and it was not a positive conversation. And my, the youngest person in the room said, well, he's just a young soul. You know, it was just mm-hmm. the most beautiful. It stopped everyone, yeah. you know, stopped the judgment and the complaining yeah. and, and, oh, okay. It's, it's a different perception. Oh, yeah. this is just a, a soul that's learning. Okay. Yeah. You know, it was just, it just stopped all of us and made us all smile. It, it was a, a moment of divinity in something that was actually a negative, negative conversation. Right. And we're all learning, you right. know, it's like you always want to have the beginner's mind, you know, as, as that is said, yes. it, that we are always learning. Every day is a new day to learn and to expand and to transcend, you know, it's just, to me, it's such an incredible opportunity. And if we can, you know, really observe the critical voice and the tormentor within and just say, you know, no, I'm tired of beating myself up like this. And sometimes, again, by identifying is who was the tormentor when you were growing up. Can you recall somebody around you that made you feel less than because like we said marie you don't come into the world like that that's not your spirit that's not your true essence right right the human condition you know are there's so many people in the human race who vibrate in a low vibration of of thought form and it feels so familiar because we've all been indoctrined into it most of us have anyway right and so even when things get just slightly challenged or as we spoke before when we get a button pushed and sometimes we don't even know a button has been pushed because it's not obvious yeah, it's yeah. Just the but I think consistent. that if you start to become mm-hmm. good at catching or being, as I say in the book, the, re- the observer and not the reactor and start to note, like note to self, ah, 
there I go. You know, and it's all about mindfulness. I'm a mindfulness meditation teacher also, and I say, you know, mindfulness is, you know, being present in the moment with total awareness so that if or when a negative thought starts to come up or a fear thought comes up, to be able to go, oh, okay, here it comes. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm seeing that it wants my attention. What does it want to tell me? What does it want me to know? And I want you to work with that. You have such an opportunity to get to know yourself better. It's just so beautiful if you allow for it. Right. And so as individuals are, you know, reading your book and trying these new techniques, which are absolutely lovely for them, um, they will notice an improvement in their life. Without question, there is no doubt in my mind, yes, I wrote the book, yes, I created this (laughs) method, but I use it, and I use it daily. I have gotten so good at understanding my own thought process. But like I said, Mm. knowing that thoughts come and go, and and, and what I, you know, I love the whole thing of meditation, if, you know, you can't stop your thoughts. I think a lot of people shy away from meditation because like, oh, I can't stop my thinking. You know, I can't control my thoughts. And I'm like, let them be Mm -hmm. and let them move through your mind and out of your mind like the sky, like the like the clouds moving in the sky, and we're the ones that attach ourselves to those thoughts. So it's like an exercise. It's a practice. It's it's a daily practice, and it works. And I till today, if like I said, I was running up my stairs one day, and this random thought came in, and I was the observer because I've really taught myself how to do that. Oh, huh, interesting. Well, let me let me take a look at that thought. What's that about? Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel attached to it at all. I was able to just observe it. So you start to get really good at it by doing the says who practice. You know, I say you could do it brushing your teeth. Mm-hmm. You could do it in your car. Mm-hmm. It stopped at a red light. You could do it, you know, when you're sitting at your desk at work. A negative thought comes up like, oh, I'm never going to get this work done. I'm such an idiot. You know, boom, catch it right in that moment. I'm such an idiot. I'm not going to call myself an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, thought. No can do. Uh-uh. Right, right. And and again, um, as you said, or as we were speaking, some people don't even know that they're having those thoughts about that, that they're saying mean things. I love it. I have clients who come in and they're, they have this kind of scared, devastated look on their face and, <laughs> and their energy actually looks improved, you know, but I can see that there's something that's really bothering them. They're like, I just have so many negative thoughts. I, I just don't know where they came from. And, oh, my gosh, I say the meanest things to myself. And I said, well, yeah. it's probably decreased, you know, because once you start to have an awareness of it, yes. y- you've, you've kind of cleared some trees, if you will. You know? That is such a big step. And, and again, you're going to get caught off guard. We all do. No, no, I don't care who the experts are right. or call themselves experts. Right. Every, we're all human. We're all part of the human condition. We all have similarities. We have fears. We have insecurities. We have doubts. We have it. Says who is about what to do when it comes up right. so that you have something to work with. Right. And those negative thoughts like your client coming in. So adorable. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and sometimes it feels just overwhelming, right. like it's just taking you over. But you know, if you can entertain the thought mm-hmm. that you are the one that's creating them, there isn't some person in there rearranging <laughs> your thoughts for you, like a little person that sneaks in your head and goes, aha, I have control over your mind. I'm going to tell you what to think. We are in the driver's seat. So 
go easy on yourself. Be a little playful. Don't take it so seriously. I mean, yes, sometimes it is time to be serious. And yes, sometimes serious thoughts are meant to be looked at and paid attention to. But I also want people to know what to do with their thoughts and to be creative with them Mm -hmm. and to know that they can change them Mm -hmm. and they can create a thought. Like if I just said right now, let's just all close our eyes and just create a thought. Just create a thought. And it it was just a complete spontaneous thought. You're going to create a thought. Right. And it could be anything you want. Right. Anything that you want. Absolutely. And and if if someone starts to recognize they have negative thoughts, like that is not a bad thing. That doesn't mean that they have all of a sudden turned into a negative person. Right. You are not your thoughts. Right. And and you're discovering something about what's been going on kind of behind the, the eyes, if you will, or behind the scenes. Right. And that's perfectly wonderful. Now you're moving into a place of empowerment, actually. Yes. Right. And when you're the observer, so if you have a negative thought that comes up and it's a thought that could be, you know, really mean or ugly or whatever, it is, you know, or dark, whatever you want to label it, not to get attached to the labeling, of course, you can be the observer. It's not like, oh, my God, I have this thought, and therefore I am my thought, and I'm a terrible, horrible person, because what you're doing is you're just perpetuating more negativity. Exactly. So you can have a negative thought or even a judgmental thought or a critical thought of yourself or someone else. You right. can go, huh, that was, you know, that was pretty harsh. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look at that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try and really catch that faster and faster whenever it comes up so that I can start to dissolve it. And by doing the says who method, you're going to see, and I also have in the book, the release and replace. You can release the negative thought and replace it with something positive. Love it. I absolutely love it. It has been such a joy interviewing you today. Oh, Marie, thank you so much. I've so enjoyed it. Oh, thank you so much. It was just absolutely fun. And um, I highly recommend your book. Says Who, How One Simple Question Can Change the Way You Think Forever. And thank you so much for writing the book, and we wish you the best with all that you do in the world. Oh, thank you again for having me. Of course, it was my pleasure. Have a beautiful day in L.A. You too. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye now. And thank you, everyone, for listening to the show, too. Uh, Of course, we have um, the Reiki Workshop coming up in October. We still have some room there if you're interested. I do teach it in a lovely boutique hotel for those who travel, which is usually about half of the class. Um, And it backs up to a gorgeous trail and walkway and little river. And so, of course, beautiful weather here in the Northwest. And then um, East West Bookshop in Seattle and I are talking about me coming back in December. So I should be back at East West Bookshop in early December. I know that the Saturday class will be called Let's Manifest. So I'm very excited about that. And uh, we thank you always for listening, calling in, all of those wonderful things that you do on for the show. Um, listen to the podcast. You can go to energyintuitive.com and pick up uh, any show that you want to. There's over 400 of them. In fact, um, Marianne Williamson um, also wrote a lovely um, support for Aura's book, and we've interviewed her as well. So you can go to the podcast and listen to her as well or anything else that gets you excited. Have a beautiful day. Joyful blessings. Bye-bye now. 